Now it's time for Inspirational Women, and my guest, Dr. Dawn Meredith, a behavioral therapist with PacMed right here in our community. Dr. Meredith brings us some critical insights on how to take good care of ourselves, in particular our mental and emotional health. This time has impacted all of us, granted in different ways, but it's important to have a heightened awareness around this. So let's meet Dr. Meredith and learn. Dr. Dawn Meredith, good morning, and thank you so greatly for being with us this morning. Thank you. It's good to be here. I really am grateful that we have this opportunity, that you are sharing your time and your expertise with us. So I have a little idea about you, but so our listeners really get a sense of who you are and what you do. Could you tell us a little bit about what you do for PacMed? Sure. I'm a behavioral health therapist, and um, people come in and, um, well, for the last eight months, uh, we talk on Zoom for um, about an hour and go over things that can help people feel better. And so in this work, which is now being done virtually, and isn't it a great thing that we can at least have that kind of opportunity to meet via camera, via our computers? Definitely. It, you know, to be honest, it's really been helpful and in some ways for a lot of people more helpful it's interesting um you know people get to be in their home where they're they're most comfortable hopefully and um and so sometimes people actually get to get a little more from the session um i think in an ideal world i'd be doing a little bit of both Giving people that option. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And and I and hopefully as we go forward, this will become more of the model. Do you think it will? Oh, you know, all my colleagues in private practice most certainly are seeing that. And I wouldn't be surprised if um, those of us that work for agencies don't also do more of this too. You know, we really had to scramble to get things up and going so we could do this. And now that we've done it, I think it's going to be easier to incorporate it in the future. Right. And that's right. This had to be, for all of us, uh, universally, had to be done kind of on the turn of a dime that all of a sudden we have this different reality and there's no real preparing for it. You just have to prepare as you get going. Yeah. Yes, and that uh, produced a lot of anxiety, <laughs> and we've all been adjusting, you know, as we go along. So that, so that's interesting, and it's true. All of us were having anxiety, so we can appreciate that this is more of a common occurrence or situation for the majority of us, but what does it do for someone, for, for these people who have been dealing with that as a condition over the past months or years? Well, first I'll say that for some people, it actually got a little better. You know, there's some of us were always not comfortable with germs. And we're always a little skittish 
going out in public. And so those people are saying to me, wow, you know, everybody is getting how I feel all the time. And there was kind of a mirroring that went on for them that was um, that felt that felt comforting to them. Um, introverts, I think, strong introverts who like to cozy down in their house more. Um, there was there was more of a support to do that, and that was more of their comfort zone. Now, as you know, work has gotten more difficult and more and more people have lost their jobs. You know, most certainly that's been extremely tough for a lot of us. And that brings on even many more issues because, as you said, here we are at eight. This was eight months ago. It's mind boggling in a way to think eight months. I I don't think I was even thinking eight weeks at the outset. I know. Yeah. For a resilient people, really, you know, it's for many of us, it's becoming a new norm and people are adjusting. Um, but at the same time, a lot of things are wearing thin for people. And I think that place where it's wearing thin, it's most important that we lower our expectations of ourselves and we really work with truly trying to have some compassion for ourselves. And when you say this, Dr. Meredith, is this, uh, would you say this is across the board? This is not just for a certain segment of the population that really, this is like um, uh, a cloak even to put on all of us to have this compassion and, and giving us, giving ourselves some leeway. Absolutely. You know, some of us have gone really far in life um, doing the old pick yourself up by your bootstraps and really pushing yourself and, you know, come on, you can do it. Um, but that's one tool and it's only one tool. And that usually for many of us stops working at some point and we have to find a different tool, which is really a blessing because that tool is befriending yourself and finding a way of working with yourself that is scared and not wanting to uh, go into the grocery store or, or, or frustration that everyone is not going into the grocery store, whatever it is, meeting ourselves in a different way. These feel like words of wisdom and really kindness for ourselves to maybe we need to be told this so that we feel, oh, it's okay to kind of give myself a break, give myself some latitude uh, rather than that old thing or the former thing of, well, just pick yourself up by your bootstraps, which, you know, could in many cases, be just the thing to do. But yeah, eight months into this pandemic feels that that would be perhaps just too harsh for most people. 
Well, not only would it be, yeah, even if it's not too harsh, I think there's this belief that if we do give ourselves compassion, that we're just going to collapse in it. We're just going to give up. You know, we've been having difficulty cleaning our house as it is. And then if all of a sudden I say, you know, oh, Dawn, it's, it's okay that you're having a hard time doing that, then all of a sudden I'm going to stop doing it. And that really isn't the case. It, it may be temporarily, but change happens in an environment of ease. If things are stressed and tight, it's harder to make change. Now, the opposite is true, too, right? Like, we live through a crisis, and um, that's where really the biggest change happens. You have an illness someone dies, you get through it, and on the other side, you're like, oh, my goodness, all this change has happened. I've really grown from that. But how do we make change in the other ways? The other way is to meet ourselves where we're at and and really being honest with ourselves. I'm having a hard time each morning doing my routine. This is hard. It's hard for a lot of us. And when we have that sympathy, then we can take our very first step from there. So I'm thinking of the word gentleness along with mm-hmm. compassion. Yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to to give ourselves that kind of of leeway because. As you say this, I, I, I kind of relate it then to myself and think, yes, the things that used to be kind of just routine, there's a different routine. And sometimes, you know, with even being at home where there should be more time, it feels like I have less time. And it, being gentle about that, just understanding that, that that just might be the case for me right now. Yeah, I think everybody's saying something similar, right? It's like, well, this is the time where I really should have started going back to my hobby of painting, or I really should have been able to focus on my diet and lose, not gain weight, or you know, or, or whatever it is. That's that's a mindset where we're judging ourselves on, you know, how much we accomplish. And this lesson of this time really is not about how much we're going to accomplish. I mean, people are doing such beautiful work right now with me. People are are noticing more and being able to talk about more and and just come to themselves in a new way. It's, I think is transformative and I think we're going to come out on the other end of this we're going to come out on the other end of this okay it's fascinating at the same time you know on social media and kind of out in the world it feels a little angrier and contentious and I think that's true too at the same time I think we we're we're looking for scapegoats. We're frustrated. Rightly so. We're all frustrated. And and people, it sometimes feels out there that you don't know who to trust as much. 
And I think if we can all remember that most of us are feeling that way, um, and just to try to step back and give yourself a break. So this is where it does feel like it gets a little complex because we are, for the most part, isolated. Most of us are needing to stay at home and work from home if we are lucky or uh, if we are going to work in a place, we still need to keep distance. So there's that kind of a, a distancing or isolation going on. Uh, at, at the same time, we are, are needing to express and we might find social media is the way to do that. And yet that can also backfire or, or work against us. Absolutely. I know. It's been really tough. I mean, I think all of us could step away from the computer more, step away from our devices. And that's that's a hard thing to get us to do because um, it's such a beautiful distraction. It just, you know, takes us away from whatever suffering we're in. But it, it's really not helping. It's the one, like people will say, oh, right now you should do X, Y, and Z. And if you can't do X, Y, and Z, you can't do a rigid sleep schedule right now. You, you can't do a rigid daily practice of your routines. Have some compassion. But on the social media and watching the news, that one I'm going to really encourage you to try to do less. And so if that's something that we really feel drawn to, put some kind of a time limit perhaps on it? Does that help? Yeah, some people have have done the time limit. Some people have said, okay, I will only look at, you know, five of the news outlets. Where before I was needing to look at, I was looking at 20 of them, right? Or some people have gone and just, put in their feeds positive news. You know, there's all kinds of um, these social media ones that you can stack in your feed that are, you know, I guess we tend to call them the, the cute kitties and puppies ones, but also positive news of people making a positive change of anything that's positive that's going on. Right. Because we can fill ourselves up with one or the other or some of both. But we, I guess to understand, we have a choice to make that decision on what it is that's going inside. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, it, it's hard because we think we have a choice, but then we're reading it and we think it's Fine. And then the next thing we know, we're having difficulty sleeping that night. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's a little sneaky. So that's a good awareness to have. And that's a practice, right? That doesn't happen overnight. You know, that it's, it takes a lot of time and attention to slow down enough to notice, oh, maybe it was uh, where, where did I start getting irritated? Because 
our norm is to be like, I'm irritated. I want to get away from that. So I'm going to ignore that. And then the day goes on later and you're still irritated and you've forgotten what irritated you. And most likely it'll build because that's how anxiety works. Anxiety really wants you to turn toward it. All anxiety is, and, and I don't mean to belittle it, but when it's small enough, if you can turn toward it and be like, yeah, that really irritated it, you know, right in my chest tight. And wow, that was upsetting to me. And you give and you come to yourself, usually it'll just dissipate and go away. Now, that is hard to do for someone who's never done it before. And that can be really scary too. So you start off slow. You notice you're irritated and you acknowledge it. I'm irritated. Okay. Not going to ignore it. I'm going to try not to beat myself up. And I'm going to try to do something enjoyable right now. Or I'm going to try to look outside and notice all the different colors of green. And notice the breeze in the trees. Things like that, that coming to our environment in this really soothing way is really soothing on our nervous system. We don't really have to look at it so straight in the eye. You know, like, what exactly is making me anxious? You know, and then list all the terrible things. That's just going to make it worse. But ignoring it and distracting from it doesn't make it any better either. So this other way is coming to your moment, coming to what is right now, and letting your senses see, letting yourself see that everything is okay in this moment. And we do that through our senses, right? Mm -hmm. We do that through our eyes. So we can count all the different circles we see in our environment or all the different colors we see, note all the different shades of green, all kinds of fun stuff with that. And then we can take a moment and see how many different things we can hear. We can hear the bathroom fan going in the other, across the room the static in the phone. You know, if we're lucky every now and then we'll hear a bird outside or kids playing or whatever it is. Some of us will hear tinnitus. And then you can use your hands, notice your environment, the different texture on your couch, the softness of a blanket, We also have our nose, right, and our mouth. It's a little more difficult to orient with those, but you can smell some different things in your kitchen cabinet and chew some gum. Once we engage all of our senses, right, then that puts us here in this moment. And in this very moment, 
99% of the time it's absolutely safe and it's going to be okay and you're going to feel better. Well, just having you walk and talk us through this in itself has felt so soothing. So I I feel that by using this, it it can then be this practice. We've had this experience right now, and to apply it when we might be feeling anxious about something. Absolutely, and you just practice. You try to practice this, you know, two, three times a day until it becomes more habit-forming. And so then when you're anxious, you'll remember to go to it. If you just try to use it when you're anxious, um, it'll be more difficult. So you try to practice it uh, just throughout your day. When um, I've heard others address this or something similar to this, there's been talk of deep breathing, but I, which can help, but somehow this feels a little more soothing. Sometimes deep breathing can feel like it, it can cause anxiousness itself. Yeah. Sometimes breathing, focusing on the breath helps some people, and for some people it, it doesn't work. This is usually the starting point. What you're doing when you're doing your breathing is you're, you're using your senses on the inside, right? You're using your sense of touch on the inside. Mm. And that's the place that showed people that they were scared in the first place. So going back to that, unless you're really practiced at this, this is going to be the first place we want to start. Well, this practice feels really nurturing and feels like uh, really quite simple for any of us to do in any circumstance. And it can take as long or as, as short as the time that we have to be able to address it. Yes. Yeah. And the more you do it, the more you'll see, the more you'll get out of it. Which is wonderful. Uh, and to start now, because I'm thinking in terms of the season, uh, this is when a lot of the kind of holiday or social kinds of things would normally happen. And they still may at some level be happening, maybe virtually, but, you know, people, family members do gather in small groups. What is your recommendation around that, Dr. Meredith? Well, I think we go back to that having some compassion for yourself and lowering your expectations. Different people are going to feel comfortable doing different things. And it's really important for each person to try to figure out what, what's best for themselves. Holidays um, is the time where, you know, we get caught in that trap of just trying to please everybody else. So... This, especially during this time, it's a perfect opportunity for us to practice coming back to ourselves and seeing what is really going to take care of me. What do I need during this time? Again, it feels like such soothing calmness uh, to to do that for ourselves, uh, and and to consider within all of this with uh, with the holiday season, which often includes a lot of gift giving, 
is to, I think, here particularly at this time when finances are a, a strain for many people, if, if we could maybe, except for young children even, put make it kind of a, a blanket agreement not not to, to overstretch in that way, to do things differently perhaps. I hope so. Um, you know, there's no reason for people to be putting extra pressure on themselves right now. You know, oftentimes people talk about um, making gifts, you know, that are more meaningful. That's going to be really hard right now. You know, especially if you have kids underfoot, you're you're not going to have time to do that. This is really not the time to try to push yourself. This is really the time to try to have um, compassion with yourself and noticing your limits. And every this is the perfect excuse, frankly. It's a perfect excuse. If you push yourself to do your cards every year and you don't like to do it, well, guess what? This is the year not to do it. And everyone's going to understand. And if this is the year that, that you are missing and longing to connect with people that way and you want to write cards, great. It's really checking in and doing with what, what you need. There's that honoring the self rather than having to follow the crowd. We're, yeah, and I think we're all going to be, you know, a little understanding around that more so this year. And and certainly that's the hope. Um, I mean, we're all really in this together. Some people may be in a, a little more, hmm, well, in a different space and maybe have a, we might feel they have power over us in some way. So this is a, a time to really feel strong enough to assert that if we need to have more space, if we need to have a little more understanding or compassion from someone. Yeah. So say say a little more about that, Kate, so I understand more of what you're saying. I guess I was actually framing it or thinking of it more in terms of people who are in, in work situations where rather than in um, personal, intimate relationships, thinking more in terms of the workplace and what might be expected or being perceived as demanding of being a certain way or being somewhere. And and perhaps I'm, I'm wondering with the way that you were saying it, Dr. Meredith, if we might say, this is what's going on with me. I need a little more leeway here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it takes some courage to be the one to do that. And think about the times when someone else has done that with you, right? When someone else has said, I'm struggling now and and I need some extra leeway. We feel compassion for them. We can't, you know, we, we, we feel good that they wanted to be able to open up like that. So that's definitely, yes, heartening that, you know, if we can identify that that's how we felt, we trust in putting ourselves out there, that'll be received uh, pretty much in a similar fashion. Well, you know, I would just 
really respect people's instincts on that because, you know, not every place is um, going to be ideal like that. And people have to trust, you know, I want people to be able to trust that if they feel safe doing that, they do that. And if they don't feel safe, then don't do that. You are so wonderful (laughs) by bringing us back to that place of, you know, checking in with ourselves on what feels right and what is comfortable and being compassionate with ourselves. It's transformative. It really is. So it will help. I have felt that in our time this morning. Uh, It's amazing so much time has already passed that our time together is really wrapping up. But I feel that you've given us some really great insights and the practices of what we can do to really um, get a a little more sure footing under ourselves during this time and Mm -hmm. going forward. I hope so. Well, I'm going to trust so. And again, thank you for the work that you do. You are um, with PacMed if anyone wanted to seek you out, correct? That's right. So PacMed.org, and they could search for your name. Yes, that's right. Excellent. Well, that will be on our website, all of that information. And once again, let me just thank you for being with us and for this incredible work that you do. I'm deeply grateful. Oh, thank you. Thanks very much for speaking with me today. You're so welcome. And with that, we're at the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Dr. Dawn Meredith and Sunday Morning Magazine with Dr. Carmen Kelling. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 1069 webpage. Just click on the podcast tab, then the show names, and look for the guest name. I now wish you and your family a day of health on all levels and to be gentle with each other. Have a week of the same and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9. Good morning.